Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. My name is Marianne Hagley. I am the program director for learning and leadership at Insight. And I'll talk to you today at this NIB sponsored breakfast a little bit about what Insight is and what we do. And I hope this will be of use to all of you. We do have a presentation that we're running here in the room and hopefully can screen share online as well. And I'll work with the organizers to get it distributed to you afterwards so that um, you can take a look uh, after the fact about everything we've covered. And obviously uh, we will be taking questions at the end. There's a, a segment on question and answers. <laughs> okay, we're moving to slide two and give you a brief overview of what we're gonna talk about today. First, I'll give you an, uh, an overview over insight, who we are, what we do and how we came into being. And then I'll take a closer look at our employment training programs I'll introduce you to our job board, Inside Connect. And then, of course, we're going to have a question and answer session. Slide three, an Insight Overview. So you may be aware that recently NIB, the National Industries for the Blind, launched this organization called Insight, N-S-I-T-E. Um, the purpose, I think, was that they wanted to really innovate and try to reach audiences that um, they couldn't really reach very well just under Ability One. So they created this new entity called Insight, and we are here to provide a continuum of employment services. And our main purpose is to connect employers with the talented and dedicated people who are blind or low vision and or veterans so that they can help employers meet their workforce needs. For both employers and potential employees, um, as they move through the hiring process, Insight stays with them at every step of the way. And we ensure that finding the right employee-employer match is as smooth and seamless as possible. So our mission is as follows. Through talent development, diversity awareness training, and job placement services, Insight is the go-to consultancy for talented people who are blind or low vision and for corporate leadership to come together to substantially reduce the unemployment rate for this untapped workforce. So this is really our ultimate goal is to make sure that uh, blind and low vision folks get employed and placed in careers that are fulfilling and meet their career goals. So let's meet, let me talk a little bit about our employment training programs, because obviously uh, in order to get ready to take uh, a job and start a career or advance within your career, there's some professional development needed. And I've grouped them into three slides. I'm currently on slide four. We've grouped them into three slides that kind of talk about different groupings of employment training programs. The first one deals with employment readiness. And there, first and foremost, is promote, and that's a mouthful. It's professional mastery of office technology for employment. And what that program does is it helps improve proficiency with the Microsoft Office suite of products, particularly because, as we all know, if you want to work in an office environment these days, it's going to be Microsoft that you need to be familiar with. So we help folks who use assistive technologies get much more proficient in the use of those Microsoft programs including Word, Excel, PowerPoint. And then beyond that, 
we also give people um, a lot of information and instruction on how to conduct internet research and how to create accessible documents. And then the second thing that I wanted to mention when we talk about employment readiness is a really exciting partnership that we just entered into with the American Printing House. Um, that the APH has an amazing resource called the Job Seekers Toolkit, but they wanted to make it accessible in a more innovative way. Instead of um, as a PDF form, they wanted to partner with us so that we can offer it through our learning management system our, uh, called NSITU. So we've converted their document into five online courses that are accessible. And you can take them at your own pace. Uh, they cover topics from um, self-awareness and uh, finding the, the right career path for you all the way to interview preparation, writing a better resume, and how to maintain employment and advance in your career. So it's completely self-paced. You, you, you take it whenever it suits you. you can, it, it's broken into five courses and each course is split into modules. So there's no rush nor anything. And hopefully we'll be launching all of this um, a little later this summer. So stay on the lookout for that. It's a fantastic resource and I'm really excited about Insights partnership with APH on this. Slide five. So what if you're interested in a career in IT or if you know somebody who might be, but you're not quite sure yet whether that's the right career track for you. You can come to us and we'll consign you up for scholarships through our partnership with Google. And there are three um, Google learning paths that have to do with IT and giving you the foundational knowledge you need to consider a career in IT. If, you, if you've completed those or you have some IT experience already and want to get some information assurance training, we have a partnership with Cisco that's really uh, moving into a really interesting direction. So we have moved away from online self-paced learning for uh, information assurance, and we're in the process of pulling together an instructor-led program so that blind and low vision individuals can join our class for several weeks with an instructor who's very familiar with training uh, our communities. And in the end, there's access to a Cisco certification in information assurance. And even more important, once you're really, if you've had some help desk experience or networking experience, we have partnered with Cisco to offer the very first um, accessible to our community training program called the Insight Cisco Networking Academy. And the culmination and learning outcome of that very intense 40 week program six hours of classroom instruction each week and additional homework and lab work. At the end of this, you will actually earn a Cisco certified network associate certification. So um, if you have no people who are interested, let us know. We're, we're in uh, cohort two now, so it's a very new program still. And then we're, we're launching cohort three this fall. But that selection process has already taken place. As you can imagine, it's demanding. We want to make sure we have people who can get the most out of that program. <clears throat> so it's a lengthy application process. And then in, in conjunction with the Cisco um, CCNA certification in particular, we actually now at Insight are a Pearson View authorized test center because the certification test happens as an online exam. 
but you have to go to a certified um, authorized test center to conduct the exam. And so we've established that location in our Alexandria office for those who are close enough to us to come take the test with us. But that doesn't mean that anybody on the West Coast needs to travel to Alexandria to get their certification done. We will also work with your local uh, Pearson View Test Center to make sure that our graduates get all the accommodations they need for a successful certification exam. So that's the IT track and our, our partnerships with Google and um, Cisco. Slide six describes the employment training programs we have for a variety of careers and leadership programs. You were probably familiar with NIB's Contract Management Support and Services Program, CMS. That continues to go strong, and uh, um, we have graduated and placed uh, well north of 100 folks in, in that program and in, in positions, in, in employment positions afterwards. Two that may be a little newer to you, or at least one of them, is the Insight Sourcing Specialist Certificate. And by sourcing here, we mean candidate sourcing in the context of human resources and talent acquisition. We partnered with uh, best in the field organizations to help us pull this program together. And it consists of a 12-week classroom program. Everything, by the way, is virtual right now. Nothing's in person. So that 12-week classroom program consists of self-paced online learning and then regular weekly touch points where the whole learning group gets together and um, practices and exchanges thoughts and challenges so we can make sure that they have the best benefit going forward. And then we partnered with Bristol Myers Squibb who offered a work experience for our participants. And so after the 12 weeks of classroom, they completed six weeks with an actual talent acquisitions team within Bristol Myers Squibb. It was an amazing experience and uh, they sourced an uh, unbelievable number of candidates that then led to employment opportunities for those candidates. And to make the, the, the partnership perfect, Bristol Myers Squibb will extend three job offers of the nine participants. Three will get job offers directly with Bristol Myers Squibb at the conclusion of our program. This is also the first program where Insight has issued a digital credential after the program. So if you successfully complete the entire program, you get a digital badge that provides independent validation of what you've accomplished. And typically this is a very sought after um, feature so that employers can look for those credentials to see what your skills uh, really are. And then another program you may be familiar with, this is also one that we have thankfully inherited from NIB. This is the Business Leaders Program. And as you may know, this includes a number of leadership opportunities, training opportunities, and professional development that hopefully lead to career advancement. We're going to launch Business Basics through NSITU later this summer. We are currently running a cohort of Business Essentials that helps you with the operation, operational and strategic pieces of your business. And there's gonna be more programs to come, so stay tuned. On slide seven, I wanted to introduce you to our job board called Insight Connect. And as it says under its logo, Insight Connect linking employers with talented individuals who are blind, visually impaired and or veterans. This is a free job board that has 
vetted positions and partnerships with employers for employment opportunities specifically for uh, blind and low vision uh, employees. The, the listings get updated very regularly. So we encourage everybody who's seeking a job to create a profile free of charge and then sign up for job alerts and keep visiting to see uh, what might be available for you. So in addition to just being a job board with vetted opportunities for our community, Insight Connect also offers uh, a number of resources that help you get ready for your job search and then help you um, apply best practices in your resume writing, your personal branding, and so on. And by the way, for all the programs I talked about earlier, the ones that, um, for example, the sourcing specialist certificate or the Cisco certification program, we accompany these programs with services from a professional firm dealing with nothing but improving personal branding, resume writing, building a, an amazing LinkedIn profile, all to help our job seekers land that dream job and start that career or advance within that career. So that's part of our full circle services. So it's important for you to know that Insight is here to help. What we're trying to do is make the working world a more inclusive place for people who are blind or low vision. And just as importantly, to help organizations build a much more diverse, innovative, and productive workforce. So if you want to learn more about the work we're doing, please visit us on nsite.org, N-S-I-T-E.org, or follow us on Twitter at get underscore nsite or on LinkedIn at Insight, or send us an email, info at insight.org. You can also stop by here and get my email address. It is also on this presentation, and I will make sure that, that this gets distributed to everybody who signed up for the breakfast so that you'll have it available and feel free to get in touch with me. I'd love to hear from you. All right, so much for the presentation at ODARK30 in the morning. How about questions? Any questions or comments or issues? Great, let me walk the microphone down. Hang on. Good morning. Uh, this is Ray Campbell, uh, <clears throat> second vice president of ACB from Springfield, Illinois. And um, I'd just be curious uh, with all of the placements, uh, if you could give, give me an idea of some of the, of the range of wages that folks are making uh, once they're placed out on the job. Um, just be curious about that. Thank you. That's an outstanding question. And because we're still very young and we're still in the beginning stages of this, it's a little difficult to say uh, where we are exactly also because the programs that we offer range in the need for qualifications and the job positions that are offered. So, but a CCNA um, certified networking associate is gonna make, you know, uh, somewhere around 80,000 to begin with. And, and the sourcing candidates are maybe a little lower at the starting salary, but they really, this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to find professional placements at salaries that are competitive and what, but the reason why we're doing this full circle uh, or holistic approach to training for our communities is we really want to make sure that they also present themselves 
the way the community, the job seeker community as a whole is presenting themselves. So we help them with their resume. We help them with their professional um, LinkedIn profile to, to make sure that the employer understands the qualifications are here. The professional demeanor is here. The salary needs to be the same. So that's how it should be. Thank you. Next question. Hi, this is Christina from Chicago, Illinois, and I just wanted to share a success story. Um, I went through the CMS program um, at the Chicago Lighthouse, and um, I'm now currently with the EPA. And um, as far as salary, I started at 60,000 and quickly worked my way up. Um, I'm a contracting officer now. Um, and there were two others that went through the program at the same time that I did. One is working for uh, GE and he is making six figures. And, um, and then another person who went through my program is working for DOD. And um, she's, um, you know, same salary level as me. But um, yeah, I mean, I've been able to Growing, I was able to get the position. It was all because of the experience that I had through the program. Thank you, Christina. What wonderful. I, mean, I don't know Christina, so this was not a, a bribed contribution. So thank you so much. That's fantastic. Yeah, and exactly that's what we're trying to do, right? So an NIB established that CMS program and it's a thing of beauty. So hopefully we're trying to replicate that whole approach for other career tracks, because we need to make sure that we meet the needs and the career desires and goals of our entire community. And then the other thing that's really important to us um, are those partnerships, both with government and private sector, because there's now a lot of employers who understand, who have a need for, for qualified staff and have a hard time finding them. So we think that our community is the perfect fit and we want to make sure they have the programs and the training that they need to succeed. We have one more question. I know that uh, we all live and breathe as we get into our professional careers a lot of time with rehab. I'm wondering what your relationship is with vocational rehab, because I know that the NIB relationship uh, is because of the environment is isn't. The relationship might be great, but the actual work partnership is not. So I'm wondering how yours is. Excellent question. You guys are a tough crowd here. This is awesome. <laughs> no, so it's we understand that dilemma, right? And I think part of the reason also uh, NIB created Insight uh, is for that reason that we can be more independent and can do things a little creatively that maybe NIB was unable to do it, and. We are now a completely independent um, 501c3, and we have worked hard. We're, we have, uh, I want to say, more than a dozen uh, uh, very close and authorized vendor relationships with VR states, or state VRs rather, and we're working very hard to get to all 50 by the end of this year, and we're making good progress. So we have several presentations with, uh, for example, California was one where we did a presentation, was very well received and had an immediate immediate feedback from them, helped trying to partner with us to make sure we could provide them the programs and the training that they can find. Um, so that, that relationship so far has been 
outstanding. And one of our team members actually used to work for the Florida State VR, so he really understands the language, the needs that, that these folks uh, have and how we can best meet them. So we're working very hard to continue that relationship. Yeah, go ahead. follow Oh, and by the way, I'm David Trot, treasurer of the American Council of the Mind. My, my other question earlier, I, you said that part of the, I can't remember the name of it, but uh, part of the certification would have to be in a trained facility where, or a protected facility, whatever. I'm wondering, uh, you know, that you don't have those everywhere. So how do they pay for getting to the final testing? Excellent question. Well, so it's, it's Pearson View, View authorized test centers that Cisco uses for their certification exams. And they're literally all over the country and there's many of them because they have, so it's usually something that's close enough that somebody can travel to a Pearson View test center. But we will help you identify the test center that's closest to you. And then we'll work directly with that test center to make sure they understand what accommodations need to be made for our, our graduates to, to pass this exam. Uh, the, the price for the exam is not cheap, but it's all included in the tuition. The Cisco certification program, as you can imagine, is not a cheap program because of what it is and how long it takes. Um, but we've been very successful working with VR to get the qualified candidates the funding they need to, to cover both tuition and uh, including the the career readiness features that our program has and the exam. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Outstanding, thank you. Yes, we have one over here. Yes, sir. Hello, and, and thank you for your presentation. My name is Paul Edwards. And perhaps you, I, I, am, I am still missing all of the connections. So perhaps you could explain how NIB partner agencies fit into this whole system and, and, and how it fits precisely the mission of NIB, which, which it has seemed to me has often been um, to create jobs which always had high wages, but which were at least questionable to vocational rehabilitation because of the fact that they were centered um, in agencies. Thank you. Yes, that's also an excellent question. So the, it really doesn't change anything with the NIB partnerships with the NPAs, right? Those are still going strong the way they have been. It's just that now Insight will conduct some of the training that happens for the NPAs and, um, uh, and trying to figure out what their training needs actually are so that we can make sure that that excellence in training continues. And one of the goals is to have progressive training programs. So it's not a one-off, you come to us once and then we just ditch you in whatever job you are and we'll, you'll never hear from us again. Hopefully when you're ready for a career advancement, you can come to us and by then we'll have a program that actually works for you and we can make sure that you continue to, to progress. So you really need to see NIB and Insight as two separate entities, obviously closely related, obviously collaborating very closely. We're in the same building. We talk every day. <laughs> But, but we, tr we hope that we have a little more freedom for innovation and flexibility to provide primarily training and employment placement programs beyond what NIB has been able to do so far. Does that answer your question? Thank you, excellent. This is Michael Byington from Kansas. 
And my question is sort of a good follow-up to uh, uh, Paul Edwards's question and, uh, and David Trott's question back in the back there. It, in listening to your presentation, and I have been retired from an NLV facility for quite some time, but I'm needing a little bit more definition in terms of the line of demarcation that is being defined between Ability One and NIV. And the concern that I would express is granted the relationship between NIV and the Rehabilitation Services Administration has been rough over the last few years, but NIB was, in my view, making uh, some great progress toward uh, programs that the RSA was considering competitive and helping uh, shunt people into higher wage professional jobs. And I have this fear that we create a tiered system where the super blind folks will go to Insight to be uh, served in, in preparing for higher jobs while the top layer of the programs that NIB slash Ability One was operating will deteriorate because of the split. And um, I know you're going to tell me that's not the case and that's what I want to hear, but I want to hear how you're dealing with that issue. Yeah. Thank you, no, it's an outstanding question. So uh, Ability One stays obviously with NIB first and foremost. What we're trying to do is not uh, an either or, but a yes and, right? So we're keeping what's really been working well, and then we'll try to improve upon that. And it's gonna be a separate organization. So I, I had conversations with NPAs already. Um, we're working with NIB to continue, obviously the training grants, all that will stay in place. But on top of that, we will offer training that comes at a cost and we'll work with everybody to try and find the funding for it, obviously. But it's almost like, uh, it, it's. It, I'll say this again, we we're trying to have the training and professional development build on each other, right? So we're not ditching one and focusing on the other. We're trying to do both, establish the same best learning and development practices to all of it, and hopefully just continuously improve the program. I, I understand your concern and I challenge you to check on me in a year and make sure that we've done our job right. Or maybe I'll give you a call and, and seriously give us feedback. If you think we're headed in the wrong direction, I do wanna hear it. I'm Julie Brannon from Washington State. Couple of questions, the insight, by the way, what you're doing, I think is fascinating. I'm a retired from rehab agency. Um, do you, <clears throat> The Insight Connect, does it have jobs nationwide around the country? That's my first question. Second, to be a part of your programs, I'm understanding you don't have to be an NIB employee. Is that correct? Yes, to both. Absolutely. Actually, this is, again, one of the reasons why I think Insight was created. And I have to, I'll have to come clean. I'm, I consider myself a newbie still. I joined Insight in early December. So it's been all of, what, eight months so, um, but no, you do not have to be an NIB employee. You don't have to be an employee of an NPA. The community as a large, as an associate, uh, you don't have to be an employee of an associated agency. Yes, of course, you're welcome to join us if you are, but we want to broaden the scope of, of the community that we serve. 
So we're going to reach out to uh, all kinds of organizations who support our communities and particularly are trying to reach out to individuals who are blind or low vision to see what training programs might be best fit for them. Um, and I'm sorry, did I answer both your questions or? Outstanding, thank you. All right, one more question here in the room. Hi, I'm Carrie Muth from Oregon. And you mentioned like the internships and the three job possibilities. Is that on site? What if people are other places in the nation? Do they have those opportunities and remote? Thank you. Yeah, it's an outstanding question. We, um, the, we, we, we understand the concerns of, of uh, you know, our community to try and work remote. And a lot of the positions are actually remote. And yes, they are nationwide. Um, the sourcing positions that I talked about where Bristol-Myers Squibb actually uh, will direct hire three of our graduates are all remote. So nobody has to move anywhere. Um, there's a, we're signed up with the Department of Labor. They have an IT internship, actually it's an apprenticeship program that we're gonna make sure that our graduates from the Cisco programs uh, are, are uh, listed there so that hopefully we can find them apprenticeship programs if we don't find them direct employment immediately. Uh, so yeah, there's all kinds of opportunities and we'll, there's, it's a mix. So, so the job board has positions that are both remote. Some of them are on site, some of them are hybrid. So we have a variety of options, but nationwide indeed. Hi, this is Christina. I have another question. As an employer, does it cost money to have a job posted on the job board? Um, and the reason I'm asking is because right now in the federal government, um, contracting um, is one of those tracks within the federal government that is, um, we are always looking for people. We don't have enough people. And so right now, because of the infrastructure bill, there's a lot of contracting jobs available. We're looking within our agency. And, um, and then we also have a disability initiative um, that's out as well. Yeah, I, I think we should talk, Christina. <laughs> this is, yeah, indeed, if you're an employer, you will be expected to, to uh, buy a subscription to post jobs on our, on our job board. But it's free to the end users, to the employees or the potential employees. So, and there's a, there's, you can find all the information you need on, on uh, the insideconnect.org. I'll, I'll send you the information if you need it. Um, again, I'll say this again, all our employers who list positions on that job board have been vetted and the positions have been vetted to make sure that they are fully ready and intend to hire members of our community. So it's not just a catch-all, it's really folks who have make a targeted effort to diversify their workforce. And by the way, we also had an outstanding meeting with the Department of Transportation who have exactly the same concern that you just voiced, Christina. And so we are in touch with those folks directly and they uh, uh, are looking to us to send them resumes and put them in touch with folks. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Well, thank you for letting a couple of us double dip in terms of questions. Uh, my experience over a career which is more or less finished now, I am at least semi-retired, 
but my experience over the years has been in terms of professional placements. I have known many, many talented blind and severely visually impaired folks who got a good job and held it for a number of years very successfully. But then changes in the industry, software updates, access issues arise, which did not arise during the initial training. And because of the, those individuals end up retiring earlier than they need to retire. I feel very, very fortunate to have worked through a career and retired at a competitive age with other retirees. But my question would relate to how your system as it's being developed will allow you to service what you sell in terms of post-employment follow-up to ensure that 20 years down the road, 15, 10 years down the road, the position that the person was doing so aptly initially has not in some way deteriorated, uh, causing the person to be shoved out of the job market early. Yeah, this kind of speaks directly to my personal um, belief that, you know, the learning never ends, right? And if you've been in one of our programs, then what we want to do is keep in touch with you throughout your career and see what changes have occurred that need up training. This whole uh, training that builds on itself and is progressive and leads to career advancement follows through possibly beyond retirement, right? So it is going to be my job to be in close contact with different industries, with the folks in the community to see whether our training still meets those needs or whether we need to update it and then offer follow-on upskill training to anybody who's ever been with us and anybody who wants to join us fresh. So um, that is, you know, uh, I've, I've had, I've now had those of you who can see my hair color, I like to call it salt and pepper, but let's be honest, it's trending heavily towards salt. So I've, I've been in this, in, in the learning and development industry for more, well, I now have to count it in decades. It's absurd. And, and this is exactly always my concern, right? It's training cannot be one-off. I don't want to offer one workshop and then never see you again, ever. That makes no sense to me. There's always follow-on. I also believe in learning reinforcement, which is why what we try to do, even with our self-paced training, is have in-person touch points, virtual where we can follow up and say, how's it going? How can we help you? Are there any challenges you're facing? This is important to me. So it has to be a holistic approach and it has to span years or maybe like in my case, decades. Does that, does that solve your, is something? I, I guess it was indeed a question, but also just an entreaty to you to keep that up and not let that part of the program deteriorate, which I have also seen happen with agencies that started out with the best of intentions. No, I, I feel very fortunate that I got selected for this position and, and you have my commitment as does Insight. And I think that's one of the reasons why they, they uh, hired me into the position because this is exactly, I, it's future looking and it has to be an upward spiral of learning and service offerings otherwise why are we in this business, right? So you do have my commitment. Again, Michael will check on me uh, like every six months to keep me honest. I love it. <laughs> All right. Peter yeah, has right. his hand raised in Zoom. So uh, thank you for the work you're doing. I, I, your comment at the last question raised my um, uh, concerns a little bit because the issue is not just a matter of training 
training the the prospective employee on new software. Part of the problem, and I know this because I work with a university, is the software gets updated, and no matter how good the training is, the software it becomes inaccessible. So I think the issue. I hope that what what you're talking about is not just training the the employee to to adapt to the software, but to, to try to do your best to encourage the folks updating the software to make it accessible in the first place. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that or you made that comment. Yeah, it's very important and a huge concern for us as well. I have a team member on Insight who who it, it keeps keeps our our partners honest. We're in direct contact with LinkedIn because, as you may know, LinkedIn is is notoriously inaccessible. So we're working with them directly to try and fix some of those issues. Uh, we had very recently a call with the upper echelons of Cisco uh, where we did exactly the same thing and said, you've got to really watch what you do and please let us know. And we're now part of that process as well. And uh, yeah, Microsoft may be next. I don't know how we're doing with them, but that's definitely also something we want to look at. Yes. And maybe... Maybe Peter, I, I focus too much of, on the potential employees, but this is exactly 50% of our work is with employers as well. And with organizations such as the ones you've referred to, we, we really uh, are focusing heavily on helping them do things in a way that, that allows our community to be successful. Sorry. Thank you. And if I could quickly ask two uh, quick questions, uh, um, uh, which are unrelated. The first is, how are how is your program connecting with the organization's uh, diversity, inclusion, uh, or equity and inclusion programs? Are you connecting with those programs, or is this a sort of standalone disability program? And the other question, if you could just um, give give your email address and how I can uh, how folks can connect with you, that would be really helpful. Yes, absolutely. So let me do the second one first. My email address is mhagley at nsight.org, and I'm one of them. You know, people with a foreign last name. I apologize. It's m as in Marianne. H-A-E-G-E-L-I at nsight.org. It will also be on, on the slide deck we will distribute afterwards. Um, we are working very closely, especially, so for example, one of our partners is Amazon and they have an in incredibly strong program for diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility. So we are seeking out the folks in charge of those departments and try to work with them directly. Uh, Bristol Myers Squibb, who partnered with us for the sourcing uh, candidate program, has been unbelievable. I cannot tell you how responsive they've been. They have, we pretty much trained their entire uh, talent acquisition department on how to make a presentation accessible and how to present in a virtual space. So, so yeah, your point is well taken. And yes, we're working very hard in that direction to hope and get the results. That we're all looking for. Does that answer your question, Peter? Yeah, uh, just uh, just to confirm your uh, D H A E G L E L I. Is that what you said? Uh, I said uh, M H A E G E L I. Okay. Maybe maybe somebody can put it in the chat for us. Yeah, it, I, and and inside is there, there is no there's no there's, chat. There's no oh, chat. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, it's mhagley at n-s-i-t-e okay. dot org. All right. Thanks so much for the help. I appreciate it. Excellent. Thank you for the question. Uh, let's pick up a question in the room again here to follow up. Thank you. Thanks. More exercise. Uh, this is Paul Edwards again, double duping. 
Um, and um, my question has to do with, with trying to get full circle if I can, and therefore to ask what the benefit to employers of being a part of your program is. Obviously, meeting some of their disability components and uh, feeling good about being nice to those folks who are blind and have low vision are two benefits, but are there any tangible benefits that employers get from being a part of your program? Thank you. Well, you know, given today's environment where everybody is looking for employees, many employers haven't yet figured out that this is a great community to look for qualified employees, right? And so when we're, when we're talking full circle, then I mean, we're working with the employers to let them know what uh, accommodations are necessary and that it's not cost prohibitive. I don't know if you know, but it costs, I think the, the statistics say it's about 30,000 every time somebody quits and you have to onboard somebody else, or in some cases, even up to six months of their salary. So you want to avoid turnover and employees from our communities are notoriously loyal and stay in positions when they're treated right and equitable and the work environment is reasonable. And I think this is the, a perfect time actually for us to, to uh, take advantage of that unique situation and help them understand that this is a place to start looking for long-term employees. And again, the employers will keep working with us as well, at least so far so good. And we, we continue to, to work closely with them to see what they can do and how we can support them in the continued success of their uh, um, uh, blind or low vision employees. Does that sound good to you? Okay, excellent. And yes, I do get a lot of exercise. I, they're gonna charge me for this, like a gym membership here. All right. I want to know, um, as far as the Insight U is concerned, once you create your, um, like, do we have access to that like now? Or um, how can we find out once the, the course is launched? Yes, that, that's a very good question. We, we're in the process of finalizing everything. So we're testing right now the courses that we've built together with uh, the American Printing House. Uh -huh. And we sincerely hope that we can launch Inside You um, still this month. Okay. But you will see it in NIB this week. We will try to, I will post it on LinkedIn. By the way, feel free to connect with, with me on LinkedIn. Okay. And are you in Hadley on LinkedIn? What are you on LinkedIn? At, at nsite.org. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. Cool. And another question also, um, as far as the, like the, 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 um, the profile, um, you said that, um, once we create the profile, like we have, yep. um, also have access to other like resources and stuff. Yes. Can you kind of explain what those other resources would be once we create the profile and put the resume up? Yeah. So initially, as we're building this up slowly, right, the, the mm -hmm. first thing you will have access to is the Job Seekers Toolkit. And once you create the profile. And then, so there's going to be free resources and then there's going to be coursework that will come with a tuition cost, right? And then some of the programs that we do that are longer term will have their coursework also placed in NSITU that are currently not there simply because that allows us a safe space to have co cohort conversations and place assignments and additional resources for download. So all of that will be available later this summer. 
Yeah, so how much is it going to cost to join Insight U? It won't cost a thing. All you have oh. to do is, yeah, all you, you can just go in, create your learner profile, and then access whatever is free and decide what, if anything, that comes at a cost is of interest to you. Right. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I will connect with you on LinkedIn. Perfect. Thank you. See you soon. All righty. Yep. I'm going to double dip too. I can't let Paul and Michael have all the fun and, and my friend Christina too. Um, so um, how would an employer, if they want to become part of this program, how would an employer go about making that uh, happen? I know my uh, company is looking to hire the company I work for is looking to hire uh, lots of folks. And I think this would be a great thing. I'd like to certainly encourage them to do it. So how would they go about doing that? Well, there's many ways. Maybe the easiest way is to go to nsite.org and look for the job board and see what the conditions are and what you need to do to become somebody who lists positions on that job board. You can also just send me an email and I'll put you in touch with the right people or try to help you myself um, to get this all set up. Uh, but you, again, the, the NSITE Connect uh, we'll, we'll give you all the information you need and you can, you, as an employer, you'll have access to all potential applicants. You can peruse resumes and you can um, get in touch with them directly if you're interested. You've been a, a very challenging and interesting audience and I will definitely do my best to be back again next year. This has been amazing. Please connect with me via LinkedIn, via mhagley at nsite.org. We will find a way to distribute the presentation. And I can't wait to see you around Inside You or Inside Connect. Thank you all and have a um, successful rest of your conference.